You're listening to Chats by Rotaract Australia, where we bring Rotaractors together to inspire, educate and collaborate. Hi guys, it's Holly and today I am joined by my fellow Tamar Valley Rotaractor, Maddie Bigelar. Welcome, Maddie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So our theme today is the value of training and the reason we wanted to talk to you about this is because at our club in Launceston specifically we have had so many amazing benefits come from taking the time to actually focus on you as a human being yourself and then seeing improvements in club outcomes because of that focus. And I've asked Maddie to join us today because I thought together we could tell you a little bit about the journey that our club has gone on and how we have got to where we are today. So Maddie, let's start um, because these lovely podcast listeners know a little bit about me. So maybe just a really quick snippet of um, how you came to Rotaract and the Rotaract Club of Tamar Valley. Yeah, so I joined Rotaract to make friends and make a big difference in my community. And I also came into Rotaract to network and grow myself as well. Since then, I've come into the secretary role of our club pretty quick, um, thrown into that one. And thank God for the training um, coming into that role, which we'll, we'll get to. But After that, I went into presidency this year. I've been a little crazy. I'm the District Rotaract representative for District 9830, so Tasmania. Um, I'm also the secretary for Rotaract Australia. So lots of Rotary this year, lots of Rotaract this year and loving it, loving it a lot. Well, I love that I met you through Rotaract. So that's, you know, (laughs) I'm glad that you're a member. It's great. But I think I really want to start with, I guess, um, something that really helped to, I think, solidify our friendship and, and a shared passion in Rotaract probably was three years ago, the Victorian Tasmanian board training. So what did you get out of your first board training and why is it something that you would recommend to other Rotaractors? The, the first board training, it was so early days um, in Rotaract and I'm so glad that that was I guess the first big thing that we did in, in our Rotaract um, life together. It completely opened me up to what Rotaract could do for me, but what I could do for Rotaract as well. Uh, you join Rotaract and, and you meet these great people and you hear of these great things and you're like, how, how do I do that? That seems like so out of my reach. Um, and then going to that training and networking with people and hearing how they've done it and thinking, hang on, no, I can do that. And also just literally getting handed the how-to guide. (laughs) Um, You know, you come back and to be able to then implement it and see how those changes can can alter your club entirely. It was a really great eye-opening experience. So I think for the first professional and personal development opportunity is Rotaract it was perfect and it it opened your eyes up to the other things you can do within it as well to keep going on your journey. Now, for for those who don't know, it was a pretty intense experience for us to to get there. So for the Tasmanians who go to the VicTas training, we held it in Melbourne, which means that we not only had to fund the cost of the 
two-day training, but we had to fund flights, which for nonprofits are very expensive considering that sometimes you might hold a barbecue and make $300, but that's actually didn't even cover the flights for one person return. For some people, it's, it is a big cost to go to the training, even the, even the kind of, I think, I'm not sure what some of the other board trains across Australia exactly are, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking around the realm of $150, $200. And then, of course, there are other personal development opportunities that people can take part in. So how confronting is the cost in reality? And is there a payoff in your personal opinion? Yeah, look, that that very first board training was a professional development in itself to get to. And, you know, it felt like for a few months, you know, is this even worth it? It was so much work to fundraise for ourselves, but we were also reaching out to Rotary Clubs um, in our district because we we hadn't been to board training in our in our club for a very long time, if ever. I'm not sure. I was pretty new to that that club at the time. I think it had been at least four years in Tassie that anyone had been yeah. to board training. So there was so much more relevant knowledge we needed to bring back. And given that we didn't have anyone in our club that had been to one and was saying, you know, how great it was, it felt like such a huge mountain, not even a hill, like a Mount Everest to, <laughs> to climb to get us there. And once we we got there, we realised in that first night, I think, hanging out, having dinner with these people that are so like-minded to us, but also so different in so many ways as well. You know, you went to bed that first night thinking like, thank goodness we got here. And then, you know, day two comes around, you start doing the, what is Rotaract? What does it mean to you? And then the skill building by the second night, you're exhausted, but you're also up playing board games together because you're now best mates <laughs> with everyone. And by the, the third day, you don't want to go home. So it built our club's board members, the bond between us so greatly. It also reached so many other areas around Victoria, even South Australia, we had some people from. And it just meant that we had so much more of a network of people to go and ask questions to, to get support off. Um, in terms of the payoff, I mean, it's we, we so quickly saw it in that first year. Uh, we came back from that board training with a very clear goal of we're going to get ourselves here. Um, it may not be the next board training, but this is what we're working towards now and we know the path for our club. And we knew how to get there. We knew it would take a bit of time and a lot of work, but by our third board training, we were fully self-funded to go. It, yeah, it was very clear to me that without that board training, I don't think, I don't, I don't know how long I even would have stayed in Rotaract 2. Like, it was really hard to build our club up without that knowledge. Um, coming into the secretary role, not really even knowing what that meant. Without that first board training, I probably would have got so overwhelmed in that role. And it gave me a really clear idea of, of what it meant. Yeah, I think that it's really important to note that that overwhelm is real and there are so many times when you can be put into a role or even you're a relatively new member and you get tasked with something but I guess that is part of what Rotaract Australia is here to do is to help make that process easier uh, which is why we've put all of the board training videos from this year's online training we put them all up on the website so that every rotor actor can access them for free there's no charge um it's all done through volunteer hours to try and help 
them to better their clubs and to better themselves as human beings. But saying that, are there pros and cons to the online format versus the in-person format? Yeah, look, this is a conversation we've had a lot being, being in Tasmania and especially when you ask Rotarians for sponsorship and funding to go to these the, the conversation is always brought up of just do it online or just do it here. But the value of the networking is just so unbelievable. I, I came out of that secretary training initially with not only a, a contact of at least, you know, 15 other people that were in the exact same position as me to be able to go to and ask questions. But because we'd spent a weekend together, I felt comfortable being vulnerable and saying, I have no idea what I'm doing. And, you know, it, it, with online, you still get the same knowledge, but you don't get that really personal contact and that really good friend um, that you feel comfortable going to and asking for help. So I think that that would be the main, the main benefit to in-person. That goes with everything too. I mean, it, it just, you learn so much about how each separate district and each club does certain things a little different and you just pull things in from all ends and create something else yourself and then you can share that knowledge with those groups as well. I think it really enriches the experience right and we from our first board training the Central Coast Rotaract Club in here in Tasmania they came away with a whole quiz night idea and concept that they I think swapped with another club on the on the mainland and then they put on this incredible quiz night um, that we that we went to and had an absolute blast at. So it wasn't just about, it wasn't just the bonds. It was the networking is also enriching because you can get other ideas and contacts and resource share and through those relationships that you build and the stronger relationships you have within the wider Rotaract network, the the better club outcomes as well and the better outcomes for your community. Yeah, absolutely. I think we even then stole the quiz night again um, in our club. So yeah, look, it's, it's all about sharing is caring in Rotaract. Um, I think one of the benefits of online, while, while it is hard to, to have a, a dialogue and a conversation, it opens up all of Australia, all of the world even, but to be able to have really close friends close by is, is so beneficial. So there's something I want to touch back on. You mentioned that Tamar Valley are now able to self-fund a board training trip if required. I think this is pretty relevant, especially in the realm of Elevate Rotaract. So I understand a lot of clubs, Rotaract clubs listening, your sponsor club contributes significantly to your training. Uh, We weren't fortunate enough to have that experience. We had to work really, really hard to get a variety of clubs to help support us as well as do our own fundraising. But I think as we're moving into Elevate, I think there might be more Rotaract clubs that are forced to make a decision of attend the district training that is for the Rotarians predominantly or self-fund for Rotaract-specific training. So how is that process to fundraise and how did you sell it to Rotarians and your club members? The first year... Because we didn't have specific Rotaract knowledge shared around our district yet, and we didn't even have incredible relationships like we do now with the other Rotaract clubs in our district, there wasn't as much of a communication. It was sold that first year as 
we need an experience that tells us what Rotaract actually is. As much as we love being part of this Rotary community, this family, and we love the support you give for our events, we want to be our own people. We want to be able to do things ourselves. That was the selling point um, for us in that first year. Having it really Rotaract specific information in those conferences or in the in the training compared to the Rotary conferences, you're hearing speakers that are so relevant to what we care about and the issues we see in our club, not the issues Rotarians see in their clubs, which are a totally different realm. And having now been to a Rotary conference since then as well and to other Rotary training, things like PETS, um, President-elect training and things like that, you can really see that it's, it's pinpointed to Rotarians and their club. And as a Rotaractor, you just wouldn't get that same realm of knowledge that is so relevant to us specifically, to our clubs, to our people and what our passions are. So full disclosure, I am a Rotarian and a Rotaractor, but I have to say when we went to a district training, someone made a comment about, or oh, who actually uses a cloud storage system for all of their club-based data so that everyone can have access to it. And two hands shut up, which was the two <laughs> in the room. And then we looked around and we had a representative from nearly every club in our state, in our district, and no one else put their hand up. And I think that's a really good example because, you know, one of the key breakouts that is recorded online is all about the digital tools but there's like specific things about how to best utilize your Google Drive because there's just an assumption that, of course, you'll be using Google Drive. Um, yeah. So, and like my, my Rotary Club uses Microsoft Teams for all of our conversations and that kind of thing. But it is very much, uh, I do think there is a significant demographic component. And that doesn't mean that there isn't value in what we can learn from Rotarians. Anyone listening, don't think that I am discounting that because there is lots and lots of value that we can get from the Rotarians that we uh, associate with. I just think that it's really important to note that what they need out of their training and what I think a lot of Rotaractors want out of their board training are two very, very different products. Yeah, so true. I think one thing we haven't actually mentioned for anyone who hasn't been to the board training is the sessions are run by Rotaractors. So not only is the experience of going to these trainings a professional development for the people going, it's an incredible professional development for the people running the training as well. So these people have, you know, I, I think toot my own horn here, but um, at the latest board training that we did online, I actually hosted the secretary training. So I went from attending it not knowing anything about even Rotaract to a certain degree, really, to now being in Rotaract Australia as the secretary running the training. The first two years really grew me to the point where I was then able to take it to that next level and host a session and help plan all of the, the training as well. You know, it, it, it's so incredible to be able to grow within the training as well. Okay, so we've talked it up, but let's talk about deliverables so people can actually understand the proof. So in the year before uh, we went to board training, the club made about 2,700 at a bingo night and I think we might have done a barbecue or two. Come to the financial year just gone, our club made enough to buy 
two sky hydrants. So that was $10,000 donated for sky hydrants. And when you look at all the other things, we ended up having $18,000 raised in the, that 12 month financial year period. But what does that make you think about when you look at like two seven compared to 18? The key deliverables are so clear for our club, obviously. It's all in the financials there. But not only that, we were able to take that bingo night and turn it to be something sustainable. Um, And that was through a sustainable projects uh, breakout that we did where we were able to really look at the energy it takes to run an event and how can we make it cheaper for our club, less work for our club, something that's going to continue in the community it makes you really sit back and, and think, will this burn our club out? Is it worth doing? And so the things your clubs end up doing are things that you care so greatly about because uh, you learn how to harvest your passion and grow your crops if we're going to, <laughs> to talk metaphors. The deliverables for us are so clear and, and same with the skill level of all of our board members. We had a treasurer who was an accountant, so there was no need for her to attend the treasurer training. But once we got someone who had no idea at first of how to be a treasurer, that treasurer training was vital. And without it, I think we would have really noticed a difference in how it was run. Just to throw you down the river there, Holly. <laughs> yeah, I just loved that there was this little like, oh, actually, you know, Holly might come across as this super well-together person, but then suddenly was thrown into the treasurer role and was incomplete, you know, the dick of the weekend. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Now it, make, it makes me even more excited when I learn how to do the books properly and can reel off numbers like that because we worked so hard to make those numbers work. So last year ran a lot of the training, but then still had to go to a breakout because I had no idea how to be a treasurer. And I'm just like sitting in the corner going, so what about this? What about this? Then realizing, and then it was good because I think there are other people in that breakout who are like, wait, this is this person who's been like leading some of the training sessions and they don't, they still don't know things. And that's really cool because I learn from sessions that I go to all the time as well, which is really valuable for me. And I wouldn't keep going and I wouldn't keep talking about it if I didn't continuously learn as well. I also really love that we also learn a lot about the kind of club we wanted to create. The very first thing that you do is you fill out a Google form and you have to sit with your board and really assess your club. And you have to have a really good look at yourselves and say, this is where we are. This is where we want to be. This is what we want to learn from this training. And then you can really tailor that experience of board training to be what your club needs. Everyone's at a different stage and that that networking is so key there to say, hey, we need help here. You're doing really well here. How are you doing that? And so we went in there being like, yep, we need more members. We really need to be more cohesive as a board and really understand each other, look at our values of ourselves as a club and really give ourselves a vision, a goal and have a target of next year's board training to reassess and see where we're at then. You know, you, you might be listening to this and, and be like, oh, it's, does, it's not really relevant for me, but have a look at your club and ask, what do we want to do differently? How can we improve here? What do we need to do? Board training is anything and everything, really. And because it's run by Rotaractors and it's run by the DRRs in your district, have a chat to them. If you're really struggling in a certain area and would love a session at a board training on a certain thing, have a chat to us and 
of course find ways to incorporate it. We'll find speakers. We'll find people to talk about it. Just because one DRR doesn't know the answer to your question doesn't mean that your question isn't answerable. Uh, that is the whole point of us creating, you know, the, the network that we did, that you get to make in person, whether you are, you know, in Queensland or the ACT, New South Wales training, South Australia, WA, whatever way in which you do it, there's a reason that those those networks are so valuable. It's because if you don't have the answer, if your DRR doesn't have the answer, there there are people who do. And if they don't, they will find the person who does. So I think I would just encourage <laughs> you to reach out, reach out and take advantage of every opportunity. To finish up, I just would love you to reflect on how training presented to you as a Rotaractor has directly influenced you outside of Rotaract. So for background, for those people who don't know, Maddie um, has started her own business. It's a tourism one, so COVID has been a little struck. Sensitive topic. (laughs) No, but I genuinely want to know, do you think you would have had the confidence to have started that business? Do you think you would have had the skills to start a business of your own if you hadn't done a board training to then encourage further learning? I think it's a multi-step process because I think if I hadn't have gone to that first board training, I wouldn't have gone to Ryla. If I hadn't have gone to Ryla, I wouldn't have done X, Y, Z. I, it, it all, it all took me on this path. And, and yes, I, I guess the, the, the short answer is yes, absolutely. I, I, I don't think I would have started many things in my life without the confidence of board training that it gave me. Uh, because things like that sustainable project thing, while it was great for Rotaract and planning events, it's also great for me personally to get an offer to help out somewhere and be like, is this sustainable for my life? Still a skill I'm working on um, saying no, but (laughs) um, I'm hoping the next board training will teach me a little further on how to say no to things. (laughs) So um, I'll touch base with the DRR in my district and get it to plan that. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's very much a journey and I definitely feel that there is so much within my life that I have changed and it's not just one board training. It's the board training and then it's the DRR training and then it was the Adelaide ARC and then it was all of the other opportunities that I started to say yes to because there were like-minded people that I knew had my back. So thank you, Maddie, for joining us today. Did you have a professional development experience coming on the podcast? Absolutely. This has been very exciting. I appreciate that I get to do it with a best mate for my first one and um, invite me back. (laughs) I think that the reason I ask that might sound weird, but whenever Maddie and I are going through a stressful time, the thing that we say is it's great PD. And I really, really... (laughs) to to take hold of any training opportunity that you get or any challenge or anything like that and just remember that whatever you're learning now the hard work is worth it because the outcomes will be amazing so until next time have a beautiful time from wherever you're listening to this bye Don't forget to subscribe to Chats by Rotaract Australia on your favourite podcasting channel and like, share and comment on the RA socials.